Rolling around in PvP with the fire team, yup. Got my shotgun, got the hand cannon, not shooting heads. Doing what I can. That was Dead Man's Tale. Took it to the ground, underground, six feet. Now I gotta get back up again. Yeah. Moving to the Bravo with the fire team. It's a movie lotto. Take your ticket, take a seat. We see what's gonna happen. Bottom fragging, that's that sweaty game swagging. Yep, there it is, there it is, Sin. Okay, Salty Sin, you're listening to this, uh, ready to edit the podcast and put the music in. Here's your cue, Sin. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 227 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk about Destiny and Season of the Witch. This week we have Not Again Sin, and uh, yes again Cato, and yes again Des, <laughs> and me, Kingsley Mac. How are we all doing tonight? Good. That good, huh? Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for Dad. We were waiting to see who would talk first. <laughs> exactly. It's you talk first. No, you talk first. And everyone's like pointing. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm hmm. going through some uh, slots in my inventory while we're talking about talking. But uh, yeah, welcome, welcome this week. Um, uh, we, I feel like it's the night before something because as of we're recording this. The Crota's and Reprised Raid comes out tomorrow for us um, in about 12, about 15 hours, something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Kato is going to be hopping in with me. We have a fire team of guardians, question mark. <laughs> we have Kato, me, Mr. Monkey, Gator, um, Danger Powers, and Fiery Pink Yoda. A nice ragtag group of people that just want to experience it on day one. And who knows what will happen because, as Bungie has said, this will be a harder contest mode than before. So we, who knows if we'll even get past the lamps encounter. <laughs> what do you think, Desi? You think we'll get past lamps? Nope. Okay, no, I wasn't muted. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, See, I thought I was muted and whole You're thing, back. awkward pause. But yes, no, I'm back. Um, that, that is, it's going to be, I mean, not only is like it going to be normal hard contest mode, but now you do less damage. Um, It's going to be rough. Good luck. Mm. It's yeah. going to be rough. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I, feel, I feel like people I are look- like, 
overconfident. Like it's Crota, but who knows? They could make it hard. I mean, again, you're dealing less damage. I mean, taking more damage is one thing. But dealing less is even worse. <laughs> exactly. Dealing less is way worse. I mean, any raider should recognize that dealing less damage is actually more detrimental than someone constantly dying. I'm confused. I thought they said we were going to be dealing more. Mm-hmm. Did I read that wrong? But no, I don't no, care. We... Even either way, if we're taking more damage, that's the crazier part. <laughs> well, no, I think the incoming damage is the same. It's the outcoming damage that's actually worse. Or the outgoing yeah. damage is worse. Yeah, we're not taking more damage. Yeah, we're not taking more damage this contest mode. We're just dealing less, but it's still contest mode, so you're yeah. capped so far under. Yeah. And like I said, this one has the special spice of you're also dealing less damage. Like I said, I could be entirely wrong and have taken that entirely wrong, but that's the way I took it. And uh, this is going to be awful. Yeah. Well, I did find the part, I don't care that much, but it says increase the cap of player outgoing damage versus combatants. Keep in mind that the incoming damage cap did not change. But increase the cap be... of outgoing damage. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're increasing the cap. Yeah. I mean, that could be taken yeah. two different ways. I know. But nonetheless, enemies will have extra elemental shields, and all enemies will be more aggressive than in any previous contest mode. Which is already wow. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter, but I am just going to have fun going in with no expectations. Uh, the other thing that we might as well talk about while we're here is they did confirm in the TWAB, what we were kind of data mining, the TWID, sorry, what we were data mining about Necrochasm. We kind of, I think we talked about it a little bit, but maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but um, it is going to be a quest. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and in fact, it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a quest apparently that uh, uh, uses all the steps of a D1 Necrochasm. Which is very nice. Yeah. I mean, I say uses all the stuff, but yeah, looking at the twid, I mean, it mentions Husk of the Pit and Idolan Ally, so. And you need to get Oversoul Essence or something like that. So you need to go back in the raid. The thing that's kind of cool is anyone who passes it in contest mode uh, will have it completed and you just get the weapon. (laughs) You don't have to do extra quest steps. I 1 million percent. Love that too. Yeah. Like if you're actually brave enough and just just be able to like grit through and just finish a raid on contest mode, then you just get the exotic. I feel like I hate contest mode. Uh, it's probably well documented across this podcast. <laughs> but I would try contest mode for that. Right. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just guaranteed. If you just finish it on contest mode, you just get it. So here you go. It's like, that feels like a really good reward. It does. It does. For me personally, I don't care that much if I don't get contest mode done because it's not like I'm not going to be raiding a lot and I'll probably get this within a week or two after anyways. But sure. I get it for maybe people <laughs> that want this right away. I'm trying to remember. Did we 
absolutely love the weapon in D1. I feel like I got it when it was easier to get, and I used it a little bit. I'm like, eh, and I just went to something else. I mean, maybe... it it was an auto rifle in D1, so it was already meh. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. It was an auto rifle in D1 that existed after the Soros regime, which means it sucked. In fact, I don't think it had any kind of resurgence until I think it had a slight uptick in Rise of Iron. That might have been when uh, the Crota Raid was reinstated during Ages of Triumph, actually. Yes, that's, I think, when it was. That's when I finally yeah. I got it. Most people got it, you know. And that's like the only uptick, because I think they also buffed it or something around that time to try and help it, but again, it was an auto-rifle in D1, and after Suros, I mean, it wasn't really until D2 that auto-rifles kind of came back. So it might be better now. It might be fantastic now, to be honest, but yeah, it, don't don't rely on past experiences to tell you about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is way cool that they're mixing it up Finally, again, about, um, in essence, this will be a guaranteed drop once you go through the steps, you know. You, it sounds like, you, if you're doing it the normal way, I'm guessing you're going to have to go in the raid at least once or twice. Uh, you're probably going to have to do some steps. Maybe you go in the raid, you do some steps after, go back in the raid, do some steps, and then you get it. Who knows? But um, I think that's brilliant. It's just kind of a linear path. I like RNG access weapons too, but... I think it was time for a change to have a weapon like this. Especially, this is just a returning raid. This is just a weapon that people have been talking about for a long time. It's nothing like crazy new that, you know, they wanted to lock behind RNG. Right. Um, I'm going to put also in the chat, in case anyone has not seen, the Crota armor. (laughs) So excited about this. This is the best part of the returning raid. Everyone, look at that Warlock armor. Anyone think that's not awesome? The Titan one's all right. The Hunter one, eh, what do you think, Kato, of the Hunter one? No. It's okay. It's okay. I mean... The Titan has a dick on its knee, and uh, the Warlock one is awesome. Yeah. Now, I'm curious if the green parts will be shadable. Or if they'll just be constantly green. The glowing green parts or the not so glowy green parts? The glowy well, the green parts, parts that aren't glowy at all. Or the green parts, like, come on, when you say the green part on an armor piece that is like 10 different shades of green. Right, fine. The glowy right. green bits. The, the extra bright one <laughs> parts. Um, chances are no. I would. Well, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird if they are, because it's the whole aesthetic of the raid is this green color scheme. So if we're going to put some pink or black shader on it, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool, but kind of weird also. I don't know. I feel like things in D2 shade better. Is there any? Well, actually, no, because uh, what you call it? The uh, deep stone armor. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's glowy bits changed. No, but we've had a change in the transmog and shader systems in Sun 2. Yeah, but that would probably also affect, like, I would think. Well, anyway, it, it's a toss-up. It's a coin toss. It's a prob- I would say no. 
because again, those types of pieces are historically fixed. Right. I mean, but they could surprise us. It'd be cool. It would. Yeah, see what options are there. In fact, in an article this week that came out um, interviewing um, Joe Blackburn, uh, one of the questions was asked, will we ever get an all-black shader? And he did say they're considering it, but then it's always a scary thing to do because they're afraid they'll do it, and that's all anyone will do, <laughs> just that yeah. shader. I mean... Because it's going to be so popular. Yes. But also, I will say that one... Um... I can't remember what it's called, but it's got the tiger stripes in it. And it's kind of like blackish with some dark grays. It's actually not bad, I will say. Okay. There's a couple that shade really well. Like Shrouded stripes or something like that. It was some it was some campaign because they gave you like that shader and the uh this like tiger emblem years ago. I can't remember. It might be called Shrouded Stripes. Somebody please correct me and inform me. I don't um, remember it exactly, but... But I liked it. I mean, like I said, it wasn't all black, sure, but I don't think Destiny is ever real. I think even the super black wasn't even all black. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. But it was. it was mostly there. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Super Black was a shader in D1, literally called Super Black. Yep. It was yep. probably 80% black-ish. Mm. And then, like, really dark gray. All right, well, here's what we have. All the swag you can get for completing the raid. First of all, con or, uh, Crotus and Raid, week-long encounter. Uh, the raid ring like normal. If you complete it within the first week, you can purchase that. Dude, that ring and, looks sick, too. Yep, they show that in the Twit. A lot of people are interested in that. That yeah. ring looks sick. This might be the best-looking raid ring. It might, but yep. there's a couple things I'm interested in getting. Um, this one, maybe, I'm a little more interested, the Crota's and Raid pin. For this, you just have to complete the raid by oh, yeah. the end of the season, November 28th. And get uh, the pin. February 26th. No, that's, no, the, that's uh, the sword bearer. Yeah, my bad. The, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete the raid by November twentieth. Yep. Now this next one is what I will most likely get: Crotus and Metal poster. Yeah, they, right. that is pretty cool. Part. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's also just November twenty eighth. <laughs> yeah, that's not just any metal poster. That's a displayed. Um, yeah. Which okay, is actually fantastic. Um, okay, well, that means you don't watch a whole lot of YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> because Displate is tends to be one of those popular uh, sponsors for YouTube content creators, I feel, or content creators in general. Um, so what a Displate is, is again, as said, as labeled on the tin, it is a fully metallic poster. But what they do is they give you a like mounting system, essentially, and all it is is basically a really big magnet okay which allows you to you know set up the display on your wall but also like easily interchange out between like different metal posters you may or may not have yeah i'm cl i clicked on the link it's going to be 89 dollars uh, made out of galvanized steel like you said um mm -hmm. 1.54 pounds magnet mounted 
matte varnish background and a special gloss varnish on characters to really make them stand out. Yep. I mean, they're, and they're super like this plate does like really nice product too. Like their stuff looks good, but they also do, I mean, we're not sponsored, but you know, you can go to display and they do a whole bunch of like pop culture stuff. So it just kind of makes sense that they're teaming up with destiny for this. Yeah. Or Bungie. But yeah. And that is an awesome scene, too. My God. Yep. All right. And then the Swordbearer title pin, you only have to just finish that by next February, basically, by the time the next uh, DLC is coming out. And there's a pin you can get for that. But then, of course, the raid belt. You win the race, it. you get a belt. Yes, for the world's first raid belt. This is, it's still so wrestling, and it hurts, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> As, as soon as they introduce the idea of a belt, it's like, oh my god, it's goofy, I know, but oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. But wait, there's more. Um, for those watching, and we'll talk about the emblems for completing the raid, but for those w just watching, you know, they're going to have a, a kickoff uh, pre-show at 9.30 Pacific. You know, the raid comes out oh. at 10 at reset. And we are going to have Professor Broman Rec 1568 and Adam Savage will be covering the action for the world's first raid race. And if you watch them on Twitch, um, you will get, uh, does it say how long you have to watch, but you can get an uh, emblem for watching that. Uh, oh, two hours. Two hours. Thank you. Yeah, by tuning in for I two hours on the yep. Twitch Rivals channel, uh, which actually is also super cool that they're turning the raid race into a Twitch Rivals event that actually like makes a whole bunch of sense. Yeah. And then they kind of split things up, didn't they? Um or maybe um, maybe it was higher up. Uh where are the all the emblems for getting I saw that somewhere. For like if you pass it, you know, contest mode, pass it at all. Sherpa. I see a bunch of I see a bunch of sea turtles. Um but I oh, don't I think see it was in an email. It was an email they sent out. Email. Okay. I don't know why they yeah. didn't put this in the twid. Okay. So in the email they sent out, they're they're telling us about it's coming out, blah, blah, blah. And it's also cool at the bottom they tell you how many completions you got if you did run it in D1. I guess I only ran it 35 times. <laughs> I thought I ran it more than that. Um, I first completed it uh, April 19th, 2016. And uh, I got Necrochasm June 24th, 2017. And I've only gotten 28 Necrochasm Final Blows. <laughs> that, remember what I was saying earlier? I think I tried it a little bit and I put it away. I mean, yeah. I mean, legit. It, I, and I think Necrochasm was one of those weird ones that actually had like projectile time on the bullets. I think. Again, it's, yeah, it was, trust me, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but I do remember that all auto rifles were pretty much straight garbage in Destiny 1. Thanks to Suros. We got some bad news. What's that? Sorry, bad news. When we get there. Yeah, when okay. we get there. Are we talk? I'm going to talk about emblems some more. I don't know if that's what you're thinking, but um, nope. I'll do this real quick. So they have the three emblems again. They have em emblem for completing it during contest mode, and it does look good. But once again, the normal emblem just for completing it at all looks slightly better. I'm not just saying that. Like, it really does. Um, and then what's sad is the emblem they have again for carrying 10 Guardians through looks the worst. 
always does. <laughs> right. So, but whatever. It's cool that they're doing this again. Uh, and then that was about it. I was going to say on Crota, unless any of you had anything else. Crota, it's coming back. I mean, is there anything more we can really say before we dive in? I would be, I, I'm going to laugh so hard if like, at least the first encounter isn't like super hard. I mean, I want, I want some encounters to be hard. Not that this will probably happen, but let's say we get through the lamps encounter pretty quickly and Kato hasn't experienced the raid yet. And I could totally see we, we finished that. And we're like, oh, yeah, we did it. And then Kato's like, meh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's like, it's probably I don't like even, stupid. It's just, it's I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think lamps might be that that hard because we've had similar encounters in D2 that have pretty much been inspired by lamps. Yeah. Um, so that might not be super difficult to get through. Um, what's, what's going to be the killer, I feel? Is Death Singer. Yeah. Because that, I feel like that was like the most hectic and like at dense, like other than the hallway run after Bridge, I feel Death Singer was probably the most hectic. It is. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're going to mix up the actual Crota encounter, but how it was before, even on hard mode, it was the one right before was harder than the actual ending encounter. Yeah, yeah. Like, Even though it was really yeah, short, it was so hectic, yeah. and we would always time out on the hardest mode. Well, not always. I mean, we we were good enough, and we got it done. But it was a yeah. harder one to carry people through. Yeah, yeah. Because that, like, that was about to be my evidence. Is even in like normal runs, like Death Singer could hitch us up more than even Crota could. Even like having been running it like multiple times, like Death Singer felt like it could still like screw you up. Yeah. Well, again, and Sweaty, thanks for the uh, comment in the uh, live chat. Some of us have never done Crota yet, I know. But I'm going to ask you guys a month or two from now how impressed you are. <laughs> Rate it amongst all the other raids and see like if you're wrong. Or hopefully I am. They made it a lot better. Yeah, like, if nothing has changed, I, I still stand by it. It's going to feel like Deepstone, like, as it goes. Yeah. The rating it's wouldn't not, matter. Oh yeah, good. No, I was about to say it. It it's not a bad thing. It's just it's gonna feel like Deepstone unless they do something, unless they add like another encounter after Crota. You know. Yeah. Unless they give yeah. us, <laughs> unless they swerve us entirely, and this is the legendary like original Crota <laughs> raid instead of what we got in D one. Yeah. That rumor changed that. drastically. It's yeah. not that simplistic about like you can only raid it if you've done it before or not. Um, think about like the like new raids that come out. Like, I would say on average, more people do not like Ron than people that do, and so that's what I'm kind of getting at with uh, Crota too. Just knowing rating in general, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, my guess is people are gonna after the dust is settled, um, but. I mean, they put Necrochasm in it, so that is really good. They put really good armor in it, so I think they kind of are forecasting this and knowing, like, we got to have things in it to keep people coming back. Hopefully when the dust settles, it's just kind of like how it was in D1, a party raid, just a warm-up thing. We would often run Crota and then run something else, or we'd run something else and then we'd run Crota. So yeah. for that aspect, it's not such a bad thing. Um, Which, I'd actually like I said, still rather run Crota than Vault of Glass. 
<laughs> which, yeah, like I said, it's it, very much like Deepstone. Like if you were looking yeah. to run multiple things, you always started with Deepstone. Yeah. Because it, it was the warm up. You could, I mean, especially by the end when we were running it, like just freaking absolute chaos. It's, we didn't even really have to talk. Just somebody picks something up, we're in position and just going. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They're, I don't know. But then again, it's not even out yet. We haven't even seen it. Um, so we'll have to wait for final judgment for sure, which I will be judging. I'll be judging hard. I do like the movie of the week. They have a whole new world Disney mashup with the Crota Raid. He says, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is, too. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. It's cheesy, but I like it still. <clears throat> so one of these one of these parts of the week is absolutely like terrifying. Yeah, is it the one Turtles, the... Turtles, Turtles? Is it the devour one eating the guest yeah. or what? Yes. Yeah. That one's that one's it actually kind cool, of though. it is cool, it's just kind of disturbing. <laughs> like that art style and everything just and why is it bleeding? But anyway, I know. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. And then Eris Morn, which I have a question. We'll get to that in a second. Anything else we want from the TWAB? Yeah, Bungie helped um, sponsor some sea turtles, so that's cool. They used money for that, or you know, charity stuff. Bunch. If you like sea turtles, there's a bunch of sea turtles in this twid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just touch on the like everything that they've disabled for the raid. Yeah, I mean, this podcast will be coming out after that, but then again, this will probably a lot of the stuff will stay disabled, and it's still fun to talk about. Uh, well, maybe not all of it after contest, but uh, yes, I mean, I'll do go real quick with the warlock one because this was already disabled, but the um. The uh, warlock weave walk aspect, you know, that's obvious because it was already disabled. But uh, <laughs> tessellation exotic fusion rifle, of course. Um, yeah, that's it's broken. The uh, especially on arc, um, I think it's warlock. You can do something with a grenade, and it gives it the overcharged shot or whatever it is constantly. Yeah. Why so. does this always happen? They, it makes me not as interested to pre pre order because pre-order, of the because yeah. I feel like the weapon's always going to be disabled. <laughs> yeah, because that happened last time too. Anyways, so, I, I am confused by the banner of war. I don't, other than the constant healing, that is a little op. And for the raid, I guess that makes sense. Well, I mean, they always they do tend to because even what. Because when they introduced, when they did a solar, the solar revamps, I feel like they disabled something for that as well, or something. Potentially, mm. or it could be crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. crazy. Titan Banner Four. Yep. <laughs> uh, Foe Tracer. What? How do you feel about that? Um, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, it's so broken. I mean, what? 
So all right, I'm gonna have to remember have, what it does now again because <laughs> I know they changed it, but I like, immediately forgot it. Monochromatic Meister, remember that uh -huh. mod? No, that's what it does. Because uh, what does that do? <laughs> damaging, damaging a powerful combatant or guardian with an ability grants you temporary bonus to weapon damage matching your subclass type. Defeating oh, yeah. a target with a weapon matching the damage type your subclass creates an elemental pickup, which then oh, recharges yeah. your abilities and continues like restoration and cure on solar. Like, I had a whole build planned out for this, and now well, I'm I mean, sad. What, well, that's what you get for trying to cheese the system. <laughs> you or, should or, know if it's you should know if it's busted enough actually, for you. If for you to go, oh, I'm gonna build. That's what you get this. for this trying gonna... to be too smart, is what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You like, oh dumber. man, this. Yeah, this is gonna get around like contest mode, and it's gonna be if if those are within your thoughts, it's gonna get disabled. Just stop. <laughs> well, I don't know that you had those thoughts, did you, Kato? But like, no, oh, did you think it was you busted? Or... <laughs> oh, I knew 100 it was busted. Like, okay. see, it is. It is way. It's not. It's not viable at like GM level or master content level, I don't think. But it's just, it's, yeah. It's the weapon damage increase is a little, little much, honestly. I mean, it's probably upticked considering it's on an exotic because they, well, they normally give the exotics the slightly better bonus. Oh. Usually, well, not always. Then paired with the um, elemental orbs thing from the seasonal artifact, so you're creating all these orbs that you can then pick up and throw. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to say the least. All right, and what else is that part of the elemental munitions mod? No, that's a whole other thing. One? Um, I don't even see that. That's mod. also disabled. Yes. Combatant final blows with tangles or elemental orbs have a chance to drop special or heavy. That sucks. Ooh, they don't want us to have too much ammo. Okay. Um, overload hand cannon is only <laughs> disabled in the raid. Um, that's the malfeasance bug. I I expected that one. So, yeah, so everyone come in with machine guns because... Yep. I imagine there's going to be overloads in the raid. I mean, maybe there won't, but why are they telling us if <laughs> there is? Yeah. Or Le Monarch. Yeah. Or, or some other build to do it, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like, I, you know, Sunshot was definitely going to be a consideration for bringing into the raid. Yeah. Um, well, but... it makes me wonder it, potentially there's not going to be overloads in the raid then, I would think. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the raids have do have overload. Um, some have yeah. unstoppable. But if they're disabling the like primary ammo way to stun, then there's probably not overloads in it. Yeah, I guess. Although but machine gun also... would be very easy to stun, and I've unlocked it pretty easily without playing too much. It's on the third or fourth column. Fourth, yeah. Fourth, okay. But there's actually more things disabled tomorrow that they tweeted out. Oh, boy. Um, 
Frenzied Stacks Artifact Mod. It's, uh, are your armor charges grant bonus damage to your throne tangles and elemental orbs? Uh, all ammo reserve mods are also disabled. And all font armor charge mods. Like, <laughs> oof. That's, that's rough. Wait, did you say, um, what was the one before that? Uh, all reserves? Ammo reserve mods, yes. All ammo reserves and all font armor charge mods. Like, that's... They really don't want they, us to have ammo. Why are the right. the reserve mods? They weren't like it wasn't like they were OP, were they? I mean, they were helpful. I mean, usually not. I I'm running a build with my uh, a void build with commemoration that really relies on uh, void reserves, you know, to make to keep uh, commemoration up and spinning. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's all good. I don't really care that much. The font mod things is like all font armor font mods. That's that means if I'm interpreting that right, that means all surge mods are going to be disabled too. But I don't know. Well, then we're definitely doing less downcoin damage. Maybe not. Maybe not. They're blue mods, so I don't know. I, I just I mean, seen that. Did they tweet. say? Did they say surge mods were disabled? It just says all font armor charge mods. Okay. Did they say surge? Uh, they did not say surge. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but surge mods share the same color selection as font mods, and they rely on armor charge. Okay, but did they say surge? It's Bungie, man. Okay, it's did, Bungie. Did did they say sir? Did they say blue like mod? Did they say like armor charge mods are disabled? Well, we'll see. Maybe Kato's wearing too much. Maybe not. Nah, he's wearing too much because his favorite build got busted before he could do it in the raid. I mean, I see both yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You're gonna have to go through the raid raid like a pleb. Oh. It's I mean, I see what you're saying that both the surge and the font ones do rely on that armor charge, but um, right. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping it's just the font mods because I don't use those and I don't really care. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I, I just it's such a weird one to disable. Either way, right? Yeah, I just don't get. They really just don't want us to have ammo yeah. or abilities, apparently. And then this is going to go back to, well, again, Kato won't care or remember this, but this is going to go back to memories of not having ammo in Crota because cute. we're having to wait for our <laughs> ammo yeah, I was, synth to re-spec. Yeah, I was just about to say, this kind of does throw back to like original D1 Crota. Like, no raid banners. You're relying, what what was it, every five, five or 15 minutes? They had very few drops actually happen, so we were always relying on ammo synths. And yeah, it was like five minutes or something like that. And yeah, that was so we would we'd wipe at the last encounter, and then everyone has to wait until we're timed into popping another ammo synth for our heavy. <laughs> yeah, the most painful thing in a raid was always wiping 
before your sense timer <laughs> like was up. <laughs> well, then it was wait. <laughs> yeah, now, now we'll have the flags. I'm sure. So at least starting an encounter, but um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> going throughout it, how much uh, replenishment of ammo we'll have. Which I mean, because I would imagine at least the, the, the one reason I think the lampway might be a little easier is because I mean, there's infinite primary now. Yeah. That wasn't a thing in D1. And yes, yeah. you could easily run out of primary in, at lamps. You could easily run out of everything in lamps. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. True that. Let's see. All right, let's move from Coda. And again, some of this will just, it'll be interesting what we think coming into next week, how, how the experience all was. But I want to get into all the new stuff we came across this week. Um, really impressed with the season so far. I think they're doing an excellent job adding all sorts of things. We can start with the story. So we see Eris Morn telling us more what's happening, but she's back to normal. Was she just transformed temporarily? Yes. Uh, yeah, someone mentions that she only looks that way during the active ritual. Yep. Okay. So she's normal Eris outside of the ritual. Man, I did a whole like lore deep dive while I was at work today. Thank God for Bife. Just saying. And so what does outside the ritual mean? Is that an instance that she's in, or she just teleports in and out? Or So, I mean, like, when you do the Alters of Summoning and make the tithe, mm -hmm. she transforms. Outside okay. of that, throughout the week, she's normal. I thought the idea was for her to... I guess that's cool. And so even if she gets to a higher form of Hive, she'll still be able to go back and forth, I guess. I thought the point, I thought the, the oh no, we were like, she was just going to get to some high form of Hive and then just be stuck and then cause problems. But I guess they're kind of not I mean, having just that happen. Just because she looks normal doesn't mean she is normal, though. <laughs> Let's also remember that. <laughs> that's like, true. Because, I mean, look at Savathun. She was able to skinwalk somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... She could, they could, like I, I, I feel it's just a way for them to like not have issues using the Eris model, mm. or have to like yeah. actively use like make a whole new model for everything. Exactly because um that and I, I mean the model itself like Eris's new model no actually no it does exist in game. So yeah yeah it would they would have to like fully animate it so chances are it's just it's it's more of a technical limitation than anything. But it can also coincide with Lauren the fact that she may look it, but only, you know, kind of like a, oh god, I guess, I guess, um, well, crap, now I can't really think of a good reference. That's not <laughs> a little too, because I was about to say, like, you know, the, the first class uh, era of X-Men movies when... Mystique looks normal for a while, but then says screw it and you know to make everyone feel comfortable around her. Uh, it could be along those lines. Um, by the way, I mean it's this is still terrifying territory, right? Yeah, and uh, they had some cool backstory, a lot of stuff that we know from D one, but I think it's good for the newer players. And they show they had a. Um, uh, just drawn animated cutscene of you know oh, yeah. the story oh, yeah. of Oryx, Savathun, and Zebra Wrath, and 
really cool just kind of recap on a lot of that stuff what are what else did you learn Cato? or were impressed by anything new um so i never looked at the lore for most of it like i said i kind of did a deep dive of it earlier and it's like with crota with the raid returning it's like none of the things that we have currently been doing in destiny for the past couple of years would have happened in the first place without you know Eris's whole fire team being obliterated by crota by what <laughs> how like, does Eris's fire team have any like inclination of like the black garden or vault or Okay, not Vault or Black Garden. I'm talking about... Or Skolas. Or... I mean, there's, there's like a list to go on. Okay, outside no, of that, <laughs> the current situation we are with it, like, we are at now, it's all just like one series of events that just led into another and another and another and another. Okay, Dealing but with the, the only... Hive, you're saying. Huh? I mean, yeah, but the only issue with that, I mean, sure, um... Eris accelerated our hunt for Crota. But do people forget Crota was literally regenerating? Uh, I don't know. Because that's that's what Eris rushed us to prevent was Crota's full return. Right. So, he was coming back. He was going to wage war because that's what his papa told him to do. So, I mean, a lot of this still would have happened. Yeah. But by us killing Crota, we drew Oryx's attention even more. And then he shows up. Like It was just interesting listening to all it while I was at work. Okay. But, like I said, I don't understand like how Eris is like the linchpin. Because, again, we have someone who's as eager as war as Zivu Arath. He's right there on the moon. He's going to come back. When he comes back, he's going to wage war. And if some guardians don't kill him, I mean, then he just takes the traveler. Either way, let's say he doesn't regenerate, as if Oryx wouldn't have come at any other point in time, because he's hunting the traveler anyway. I don't know. There's too many, like, points to me that still say, no, we were still going to get screwed over by Hive. <laughs> Like it was gonna happen, yeah, but could have happened a different that, way or a lot slower. Yeah, I mean potentially Probably a lot slower. Potentially, because um, again, we—I mean, uh, though I did read one uh, lore thing. I think it was Lightfall lore. Um, it was Eris actually making mention that uh, something. Crap, I can't even remember. It was it, it was a lore book that like started with I. So I think it was like ideology or something like that. Anyway, it it reminded me a lot of like old grimoire when I read through it because it was just so many like different perspective stories. Uh, but I think one of which was Eris making a observation that all during Crota's campaign, like the lunar pyramid was still there. Like, the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so, yeah, it was just, it's really weird that they touch on that. 
I feel, at least in especially in the lore, that they actually finally like call out the fact that oh yeah, all the while like Crotos, you know, uh, like when my fire team like fell and this happened, like the lunar pyramid was always there. It's like yes, yes it was. What's the point? But yeah, but um, I'll need to reread that because I do need to catch up on the Lightfall lore books, but yeah, that's super weird. And uh, some interesting lines about um, Savathun. Wasn't there something in there like Savathun was saying that Xavier Wrath was acting spoiled or insolent or something like that? Yes. The radio message after this week's story mission, it was Imaru showing us or letting us listen to a yes. recorded record or conversation or something that Savathun they were having had. yeah yeah do you remember and, more of what was said yeah what from the way i don't remember 100 but I, it seemed like the way it was interpreted because if you the lord from ghost of the deep remember how Zebra Wrath was essentially throwing a temper tantrum because we didn't claim Oryx's throne. I mean, she's not the only one. Right. I mean, even uh, Dolan was throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> we right. didn't claim the throne. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this... I wish there was somewhere to look that up. But you're right. Zebra Wrath is, yeah, is about like we did not accomplish anything by not taking over. And, uh, but then Savathun was somehow implying like, well, it's, there's things more important than that. Cause you know, they have their different goals, you know, Savathun's the thinker, the trickster or whatever. And well, Zebra wrath is all about like power. <laughs> and it's not just that either. It's, I mean, well, I'm, it's, it's definitely like the underlying like thing, but yeah, as the thinker, I mean, Savathun is essentially like a disillusioned with, everything mm-hmm. um that you know that the witness and the black fleet like she's disillusioned with everything that they're doing um but hilariously again in lore books i think it's zebra Rath who actually has the same crisis like crisis moment potentially as sabathun had because she mentioned like there's a figure working for the witness and one of his disciples that mentions, I mean, no names or anything are mentioned, but considering that this individual refers to themselves as like the witness's weapon, I'm going to assume it's Zebrarath because it sounds like something she would do. But they have this like entire crisis that every disciple has a different interpretation of the witness's final shape, mm-hmm. which would also like predicate the worm gods and the hive themselves. Everyone has a different interpretation of the final shape and they're all wrong. But the witness still allows them to work for him and like, you know, do their thing. So they're like, but if they're wrong, you know, why do we still like, you still lead us even though we're wrong in this. So she ends up 
again, potentially the ref, ends up going, you know what? Screw it. I don't care if it's right or if it's wrong. I don't even care what your vision is. I'm your weapon. So, yeah, that happened. Yep. And then also at the end, I mean, again, the point Imaru is letting us hear this thing is because the ghost says at the end, I mean, we we learn a little bit more. I feel stupid. I should have looked up some of this before. But what it Sabathun claims in that message too that she's tricking the guardians or using us somehow. But Imaru says, "But I don't want to play you like that. I want to let you know what's happening." <laughs> he tells us that. <laughs> I so mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. He maybe doesn't want to play us like that. Maybe it's a double play. <laughs> exactly. Like maybe. Like again, sometimes the biggest trick is to tell the truth. Well, it was I mean, interesting. Come, yeah, yeah. This, 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 the hive god of trickery is like ghost. Do we really want to trust him? Well, but then, how much are we supposed to assume that the conversation between those two was even real or not? We can really get into some rabbit exactly. holes with that. <laughs> That's why I hate Zavathun's existence in the lore. Her just existing. Like, the whole... I mean, the the entire two truths and one lie thing that she did. Who's to say she's even following her own rules when doing that? Like, it's... <laughs> anything that she says is has potential to be entirely null and void. <clears throat> so she made some fake audio recordings between her and Sivu Rath. <laughs> I mean, come on, she's scribbled in between the Books of Sorrow that yeah. everything in these pages is a lie. <laughs> Do you trust a liar calling something else a lie? The only thing I'd say is I, I feel like this particular little audio log would be way too deep and convoluted and tricky for Bungie to play that on. I agree with the general sentiment. But I just yeah. feel like it's not going to be every little audio log we're having to like no, discount no, no. or, you know. No, that's that's probably just what Bungie is hoping for, to be honest, that we're going to play ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'll fall for that trap because again, I'm <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we get into you know the, the actual quest steps this week weren't too long, except they brought a new interesting part where they opened up the attunements. We get to pick an element, void, solar, or arc. I picked void. Sounds like Cato picked solar. Me. And we go into a lost sector and shoot the hive runes of that matching element. And then we unlocked the ability to attune with those cards in the activities, uh, meaning you're picking up that card and you can get that attunement, that buff. And in the Savathun Spire, there is a spot for the void, the arc and the solar card, so you can find that through the guides and pick it up. And um, also in the Sav in the Spire activity, week two has two new chest areas that you can go to. So this is really cool how you know these activities are opening up more and more. The Spire's always kind of been like this explorative, like strike type thing, but very it varies a lot. And there's secrets that are opening up each week. And then in the altars of Sar or altars of summoning. That's more like that Sundell type thing, and they vary a lot too, but then they also have some cards that you can pick up also once you get the entombments. And uh, what's more is they added 
a new enemy type. Well, not new, but new for the activity this week. They added the Tormentor, right? We didn't have that last week, did we? No. Yeah. So now we have Hive, uh, Vex, um, you know, the Scorn, and the different, you know, like all the variations between the different, you know, uh, the Void crystals we shoot or the Arc ones we punch or the you know, all that. And then now we have a Tormentor one. And there's some other weird, interesting thing with, um, I wouldn't really call them lightning rounds, but there's like some little extra credit things that occasionally pop up. They seem to be RNG where it says like something more about like, uh, do you remember the word, Caleb? Gather your tithes? Or it wasn't the normal thing at the very end. It was like an extra thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. And there's one with like all these cursed thrall coming at you with some scythes and, um, and then there's another one that we did tonight. It was like just a scorn or a scorn mini boss yeah, we in the middle. The, we hit the scorn boss from Presage. Yeah, and he, he was easy to take down. Uh, and then with that one, I noticed we got a couple extra rewards before the the chest at the end. But with the with the uh, exploder hive um, exploder thrall, I people even writing online they haven't noticed any extra rewards with that one. So maybe we're just doing it wrong so far. Yeah. So I like I how they're adding more yet. to it. Yeah. Oh, and also Legend Spire. I'm kind of surprised they turned it on this quickly. Legend Spire is available this week, and I LFG'd it. And it was kind of fun. Not too terribly hard. And uh, Bungie confirmed today. I did get this earlier, so I wasn't sure if it's just random or not. But they confirmed in a tweet that you are guaranteed not only with extra loot, but guaranteed an Ascendant Alloy with each Legend Spire completion. Nice. Yeah. Andy. Oh, and what's more, I saw a little video. I won't spoil too much stuff, but uh, I don't know if this relates to like that fourth slot in altars or some exotic mission or something. But you notice, like, we're in the altars of summoning area. Have you ever looked up Cato and there's like a like a big like tube thing? Looks like there's something above, like in the middle area. Anyways, someone like went out of bounds up there. And let me just say, it looks really interesting, and I have vibes of the um, exotic mission, uh, which one? Prophecy, you know, the second area where things are kind of like on the wall and the room's turning and stuff. Not quite like that, but I don't want to give any spoilers, but some really interesting things are going on up there (laughs) when we get to that area. Interesting. That's... It'd be Very interesting. Yeah, so there's like final mission kind of thing in the season. Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely more to come. I mean, we know we're only in the second week, but I feel like what they've been doing with the cards and and uh, how these activities have pretty good variation in them already, and they're still adding a little bit more each week so far. And and there's collectibles to find all around. It's keeping me interested. I mean, it's not like it's. If you play a lot, it's not like you can still get it done in one day. I mean, once people figure out the secrets and everything, but uh, I don't know. It has me interested. So, I, I still don't mind playing the activities. So you're also saying potentially episodes might work. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. am excited about that. Well, I'm up on that. We'll see when it actually comes out, but I, I'm uh, happy about that well, more I mean, than the seasons. Yeah, the fact that everything is still like just super explorative and such like is that like considering it seems like here recently like 
they've been able to do like more and more every season, almost like just a little bit. Right. They, they have, uh, everyone's kind of saying this season's even better than last season. Right. And also there were quotes by Bungie even saying they're trying some new things with the seasonal model and they will be coming into play the second half of, um, Lifefall. So we're there now where we have two seasons yeah. left and this is kind of, you know, where we're getting some really interesting things with the activities. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they've already done this and this, what this potentially is what led to the decision of episodes. So like I said, maybe it's more, uh, more sustainable than I'm, at least I thought, because of course I'm always going to have that. I don't necessarily lean into like the negative or the doom and gloom and stuff, but it's always there. You know, it's always a concern at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I mean, this seems to kind of reinforce that they might actually be capable of sustaining that. Yeah. Yeah. But Are on we... the topic of real quick next year, um, in that interview with Joe Blackburn, that's a written, I mean, maybe it was an audio interview, but this just seems like a written interview. Um, they did ask him, so we're getting dungeon key two dungeons for final shape. Uh, are we getting a reprise raid? And he had the most non-answer answer. So he's not saying yes or no, but it seemed a little more on the no side. And the fact that they don't write it, you would think it would be a benefit to write it in what we get. More people be interested in buying it. Always to have more lines can help, right? So I don't don't know. (laughs) This this is all super weird because I still find it weird that they're not even mentioning anything like post episodes, like at all. That that has me weird. That has me weird. He did kind of imply that there will be another episode after the three for Final Shape, but even then, he didn't say like they were asking, "What does that mean?" Like another expansion. He's like, "Well, we just need to focus on the episode afterwards right now." So like he didn't want to answer anything <laughs> like that. Which is like. Like I don't, I'm not sure if they've ever like dropped something like this without at least hinting at you know the next thing, you know. Right. Dorath me- has a speculation that even though they didn't say we're getting a prize raid, we'll be up. We will be up for the 10 year anniversary. So he thinks they'll sneakily bring Wrath back as part of that. Like that'll be an extra thing or something. I. If it's going to be for a celebration, I don't think it's going to be Wrath. No, uh, I, I hate to be that. That would be my first I really guess do. too. Even though a lot of people like Wrath, it just doesn't yeah. make sense to bring a raid as part of the big celebration. Well, I mean, it's not just that. It's it. There's far more D two players than there were D one players. Well, they would like, probably just, won't hate it. No, they probably <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it's... hate it. But I mean, just for like an overall celebration, I almost feel like a D two raid like reprisal. Oh, like Leviathan would make way more sense or something. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I'm like. If it's going to be for a celebration, I don't think it's going to be Wrath because they've already got the big iconic ones from D one that people definitely remember. Which uh, I mean, it's kind of sad. Even though a lot of people tend to say Wrath was great, it almost feels more like a cult classic. Because I mean, sure. I got, a, hmm? I got a question, not to hmm? interrupt, but Oryx came yeah. with an expansion. Kingsfall came with an expansion. Did Wrath come with an expansion? Yeah, yeah. 
it was the Rise of Iron expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the only the only raid they reprised that didn't come with an expansion so far was Vault. That was base. But anyway. Well, um, base. <laughs> yes, did, not an yeah. expansion. But <laughs> did Wrath tie in semantics? The story of Rise of it Iron. It did. It did. Yeah. As well can... as Crota and Kingsfall. Actually, yes. Yeah. They yeah. All did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wrath. Wrath tied into the end of the Rise of Iron campaign, very similarly to how Kingsfall tied in. Like okay. you handled the problem, and then you went to the raid to like really pin it down. Really handle the problem, which is what's yeah. going to happen with Final Shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the same well, boss, basically, uh, as opposed to different bosses we've been typically getting in D2 between the campaign and the raid. Oh, that's why I was asking, just to see if, like, if that was why we weren't getting Wrath back, is they wanted to, like, tie up these no, I mean, expansions. Yeah, I, I just... I just don't know. Like, to be fair, Crota does make sense for this season, like thematically, because they even brought Vault. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they bring Vault back during a Vex season? Yeah, but we've talked about that before yeah. too. Back then, they said they don't. The raids are just coming back. They don't need to be tied. So they kind of changed yeah. it this time, and they said, exactly. "Hey, it's tied this time." <laughs> so they kind of exactly. changed their mind on that. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, no. sure, it was "quote unquote" coincidence that Vault came out during a Vex season. It was like that doesn't mean anything, but now it totally means something. <laughs> I thought, yeah, uh, I was thinking Vault came out during like a wasn't it a fallen season. I, I honestly remember, don't remember. And Someone Kings else? Fall, do we remember? <laughs> What was going on when Kingsfall came out? Kingsfall was season of plunder, which was following. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, that one didn't make sense. Um, I'm wanting to say, <laughs> right? But um, I'm wanting to say that Vault was a back season. But again, if if anyone it was knows, probably coincidence for that one though. Either way, yeah, um, a million percent. Someone correct me on that because uh, this might be a Mandela effect that I need broken. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like Wrath would come back for a big celebration thing. I don't. Well, here's excuse here's me. even my thought for Crota. My thought is they were saying that line to try to pump it up more because they know some people are disappointed with Crota coming back. So they're like, "What better rate to come back than Crota?" And it ties into what we're doing right now. And I feel like that was just a line yeah. they had to say, in my opinion. <laughs> it could be because I mean, legitimately, the splicer. Splicer. Splicer was yeah. which was a Vex season. And that was a Vex season. Yeah. That was a Vex fallen season. No, yeah, no. Like, okay, to be fair, yes, we were working with the fallen, but the <laughs> enemy was Vex. Yes. And but how was it tied with Vault of Glass? Hardly. <laughs> but no, you it is it is it is still like a it is still a tenuous connection at best. It is not like this season and right. Crota. Like it, it is still tenuous at best because yes, it was Vex, but yeah, it was also fallen but, or uh, taken because of Curia and Sabathun and well, that and the other. So I mean, what's even tied this season? Have they mentioned Crota's name even once in the story so far, or anything like that? No, it's just but the fact it's, that it's Eris. 
it's 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 hive gods and yeah the central figure is eris which started all right all right the dark below i mean if you remember like supposedly i think in i don't know if if anything's changed but the moment she arrived in the tower in d1 was when she finally escaped the hellmouth mm-hmm. supposedly <clears throat> which yeah. i don't understand how unless she was an agent for a core before all that anyway which could make sense uh for some reason, never thought of that. So, completely scrap anything I was just about to say. I remember having unlocked memory. Yeah, and I I started it taking King, but still I have oh, yeah, sure. unlocked memory where um <clears throat> I get to the tower for the first time. I'm going downstairs, and then she's like whispering something as I'm running past, and I look behind me. I'm like, "Who's this weirdo?" And then I just go. Oh, yeah. I go to the table instead. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, because King's uh the the taking King, she got moved from where she was to the bottom of the staircase leading to the uh the war room yeah 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 you're no longer important go stand at the bottom of the stairs no i mean she was in a more out of the way place before oh she she's kind of like crow you would run past her not care a lot of times but she'd always be saying something stupid as you're running past (laughs) i I mean the way she ended up yeah but uh Crap, you probably aren't super familiar with the tower layout. Well, you will be when it comes back. For Well, they're probably going to not make it exactly the same, but, but yeah. tower, tower layout's coming yep. back for final shape. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Eris used to stand. All right, if you're loading in, you're like looking at what became like the Postmaster and Eververse to the left. To the right was the bolts. Over on the extreme left on like a platform that had like nothing else and there was no other reason to go over in that direction stood Eris. Oh. Yes, and when yeah, she got moved from yeah, when she got moved from that area to the bottom of the stairs, there was legitimately no reason to ever occupy that space of the tower. <laughs> yeah. It was just blank after they moved her to the bottom of the staircase. So she was super out of the way before. This reminds me one other thing. I believe they said in something with the Necrochasm quest that there's going to be a raid vendor. I got to pull this up again here. What do we think that means? Probably somebody. It's probably a thing to handle the uh, the quest itself and like well, sure, triggers. What and where? Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm curious. Uh, uh, players that acquire the quest from the raid vendor. It's probably heirs. Or to be honest, it could be Toland. Not going to be Hawthorne with her last wish stuff too. Gosh, I probably wouldn't doubt it. To be honest, I wouldn't be remember surprised. we had the raid. It doesn't say where it just says. I know. West. Yeah, raid vendor. Yeah. I feel like they're being kind of sneaky with that. Remember we had the sweeper bot raid vendor for the Leviathan, right? For a while or something yeah. like that underneath. Uh, yeah, yeah, for... yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was. Um... No, yeah, he started as a Leviathan vendor. Yeah. Um, to get like other stuff, but they folded in uh I think they folded in Crown of Sorrow stuff. Or they used did. a different version of him or something, but yeah, 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 no, no. It was but yeah, it was it was still sweeper. But yeah, Sweeperbot handled Because uh, I think that's how you could like get shaders or something. 
That's where I picked up all the quests that had to do with Leviathan, like oh, yeah. Acrius, the yeah. Truth, like all of yeah. that. Yeah, was yeah, from yeah, the super yeah. bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Which was super fucking confusing when I started. Just saying. Well, that's because Callus hacked him and hijacked him. And... Yeah, it made no fucking sense. Well, to be fair, Sweeperbot. The only reason Sweeperbot, I still feel like the only reason Sweeperbot became a raid vendor is because he became a meme in late D one. Nice. Because uh, there was something about something happened, and there was one Sweeperbot. <laughs> That was standing there attempting to sweep a pile of rubble, but he had no broom. What? So, yeah, he had no broom. He was just making the motions of sweeping, but he had no broom. Um, so he became a meme. And I feel like that's why he became the raid vendor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's start seeing whatever else we want to talk about here. Um Raid the store. Okay, what else about the story? We talked about the activities. There's going to be a, more to come for sure. So that'll be exciting. In, indeed, indeed. I mean, we're just getting started, and there's so much that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there is with the story for sure, and so much that can hopefully go right with the activities. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to get off this horse until like the end of the season, and it finishes because. <sighs> I would have thought it was just, you know, oh, lore guys just putting in more depth than what's actually in the story. Yeah, but Amaro even mentions like early activities that, yeah, Eris isn't going to want to give up this power. Yes, she will. Will she, though? Yeah. Will she, though? Like, hey, the what... fact that they're teasing it. Hey, we got, we got, what's his name? Drifter, <laughs> giving That's his true. little sweet line this week, too. He has faith in her. He's like, I'll be there on the other side when you're done with this. Oh, <laughs> the fact that they're actually like becoming some kind of romance is kind of disturbing, but also makes entirely too much sense. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and then there'll be a line. It'll be like the typical couples line. Like Eris will be like, this job is important to me. You need to come to me instead of I go to you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of interesting that they're giving them a little more depth of character, but they're actually, sh yeah, it seems like they're actually shipping them, which, like I said, seems to make sense considering they're the oddballs of the Destiny universe. Mm -hmm. But it's just really weird. Eris, mm -hmm. why don't you teleport into a Gambit arena with a bunch of just crazy shit? That'll make Gambit more interesting. <laughs> That's, that's uh, how we're going to end the season. It's a gambit match where uh, Eris is the final boss. Sure. It, not, or just Jesus she brings Christ. in a bunch of weird stuff. Like, I don't know. She yeah. she does. Okay, this is the trope that always happens with Eris. How many times has she teleported us from D1 to D2, right? Brings us into different areas. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, like, she can have some mechanic in Gambit where, like, she's going, blah, 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 you know, her little chant, and then we get teleported to somewhere else in the arena, and then we keep getting teleported. That would be really annoying. Yeah. Anyways, we're having, we're really getting off the rails now, but that was fun to talk about. 
Um, yeah. Well, uh, we have a couple questions real quick, and then we will wrap up here. So let's bring up the questions for the show. First question from Native Raider. A good majority oh. of... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Something before that? Uh, yes. They did state in this here twid that uh, season 23, Stasis is getting some tuning and some more stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. They, they did mention Stasis will be getting some love. I mean, because yes. to be fair, they did add like what another set of freaking strand stuff so yep. i was definitely thinking like why are you skipping stasis but i they, i was too not gonna lie yeah like i never verbalized it but it's always in the back of my head it's just like why are we getting more strand stuff like where's the stasis stuff but they do mention more stasis stuff is coming um there is also something else that i have heard talk of and that is the Galahorn's nerf. They they stuck in a nerf. Okay. Just saying. Yeah, I was confused okay. by that, but then I thought it said it wasn't ready yet or something. So something with the behavior was altered. They it was due to an a fix that was causing projectiles to inadvertently damage immune enemies. The side effect of the fix has unintentionally impacted how Galahorn operates. Due to its boss DPS dominance, they had planned on dialing it down even more than what it already is, but because the unintentional change resulted in the similar to what they were wanting to go for, they're just going to leave it. Okay. And monitor. So uh, rockets may long no longer be on the menu. So they were gonna nerf Gallohorn. Yeah. Something something happened that pretty much was how they were gonna nerf it, so they're just gonna leave the thing in and yeah. go, oops. Pretty much I mean yeah. to be honest, that's just I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean if they're gonna yeah. plan on nerfing it anyway, I mean <laughs> like okay, we didn't intentionally do this. We were going to nerf it, but we didn't intentionally do this. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what it amounts to, as I'm reading, is they were going to do it anyways. It's just out sooner than they were planning. Okay. And they did so post did... it in the patch notes. So they're mentioning it now that it is nerfed. So they're just being, they're letting it, they're, it's cool how they're communicative. Like they could have just yeah. not said anything, they're I being, guess. But... Yeah, they're just being transparent yeah. about, hey, we, uh, we kind of broke it, and then we fixed it, and now you're just going to deal with it. I mean, yeah, the way you started it with snuck in a nerf, like, I, was, I think I was expecting something else entirely. But Well, every, yeah. that's what everybody was saying, is, oh, they nerfed it. Well, it wasn't a nerf, it wasn't intentional, but they're just going to leave it, because it's it where they want it to be. <laughs> it was a shadow nerf. It was The, the ninja nerfed it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, there's so, been so many cries of ninja nerfing. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. I do expect the play, it'll, my guess is for Crota, it's going to be semi-required to have a sniper for a couple of reasons. Who knows how well Galhorn's going to work, but because that was always a go-to, well, truth. I had Galahorn, but 
than Galhorn. Um, yeah, but we we always secretly look down on those people. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sniper because Oversoul sniper was already good yeah. for that. Plus, we may just want to use sniper on Crota too. You know, so I'm I'm kind of guessing I sniper is going to be semi required. The old school like OP loadout for pretty much anything was like Fatebringer, Black Hammer, Galahorn. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. So, or, or in see. newer terms, hmm? go ahead. No, I was about to say, or in newer terms for those that don't know D one, uh, Fatebringer, Black Spindle, no Whisper of the Worm, Galahorn. But of course, you can't do Whisper of the Worm and Galahorn because they fixed that problem with Black Hammer. With uh, black spindle, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, Re- ready for the question? All right. A good majority of oh, this is from Native, by the way. A good majority of D two players gave this game a shot because of how great Halo was. If Bungie didn't have Halo on their resume, do you think this game would be as big as it is today? No. Maybe. Right. I think it could. I I don't. Do we really know as a majority? I mean, what about all the PlayStation players that never played Halo? I never played Halo, and then I, Destiny came out on PlayStation, so it's like Halo had no. I'm not saying it was a not a lot, but I wonder how much of a majority it really was. People came from Halo versus coming from nowhere. You know, being a PlayStation person, I had still had experience with Halo. Hmm. But then again, I kept hearing stories from people that were doing Halo when they saw Destiny. Like that doesn't look interesting. Yeah, but I've heard most that of several people, times from people that got interviewed. Yeah, that, but also like most of the, those people that I have heard of, or at least came across while playing Destiny, their tune entirely changed once they started playing it. True, because it felt like yeah. Halo. I yeah, I guess I just wonder how many didn't give it a shot. But yeah, well, I mean. It's yeah, definitely. I don't know. As it would be as big as it is today, probably not. Not exactly, but uh, I mean, here's the I would thing, still though. think it would be close, though. Considering the hot mess that Destiny was when it first launched, like let's look at like the other games that came out being like a hot mess when they launched, and they didn't have any kind of really, they really didn't have much of a good name for them, like to fall back on. Like division, like hang hung on by a thread for the longest time, until it finally like, what like, almost two years after its release, it finally like found some resurgence with a good expansion, I think. And then let's not forget the like utter bitter folk paw of Anthem. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's so many things that either died or came close to dying by being either a hot mess or not being able to fulfill their player base's hunger for content that just failed or came close to it. So I'm saying it would have been harder for Destiny to succeed for sure. Yeah, and I think this is a easier question to answer like several years ago too, but now it's so much time has passed and certainly there's a lot of people that came into Destiny and some of the people that I know a lot of people that still haven't come back yet. So they've dropped during certain... So if Destiny is big right now, it can't be from the people that drop. We got more new people that obviously they didn't come from Halo. So right. since so much time has passed, it's really hard to answer the question now as yeah, of exactly true. today. But uh, I'm sure we're not discounting 
that Halo well, was not an influence. That and neither of you two know the exact pains of early Destiny, so... <laughs> nope. You've heard the horror stories, sure, but you didn't experience them, and... Yeah, well, yeah like, we definitely... That was... That it was... Yeah, it was... It, yeah, like... Uh, as someone that, like, went through... Like I said, especially being unemployed at the time, so I had way too much time to spend in a live service game. Um, yeah, it certain, certain aspects really hurt. Yeah. But hey, it was a live service game. It was always going, so I could always like hop in and like shoot stuff, so it was a benefit. I mean, that and it kind of became like the first of its kind, right? Because, I mean, there wasn't a good Borderlands at the time. Really? Um... So, I mean, that whole space of looter shooter was kind of vacant. Like I said, Bungie had a, a reputation, whether good or bad, to, you know, lead people into it. And so, yeah, so I think it was just kind of a perfect storm situation for it to succeed, even though it <laughs> might not have should have. <laughs> was, was Bungie already paired with Activision when they Oh, yeah, from the start. Yeah, 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 from the start. Yeah, for Destiny from the start. They had already gone away from Microsoft yeah. before that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's... yeah. <clears throat> they bought their freedom from Microsoft and still had to make like one more game. I think. And that I think that was Reach. But they had already had plans um after the split, which was Destiny, but apparently like Rumor mill and stories or whatever, but Activision was the only person that would pick them up to really like back a ten-year plan while still leaving them kind of in control, or at least uh, allowed them to retain the IP. Right. So right. yes, no, pretty much from the first announcement of Destiny, it was an Activision game. Gotcha. All right, I mean, and oh yeah, go ahead. Tying to that same question, like, do you think there would still be a company, or do you think Destiny would still be around if it wasn't for the backing of Activision? No, like, I don't think Destiny could have been a thing without a major studio backing, without a major publisher, man. because they were yeah, they have that, far, they see, have far just, too much ambition. That's what I was thinking. Like, I remember when it was announced. I mean, I remember reading, I think it was in a Game Informer magazine that, uh, like, the game was announced. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, the, it, it held no interest to me that it was, you know, the same company that made Halo. Like, I played Halo, but it really didn't mean anything to me coming into it. So, I mean, to, to answer the question is, I don't think it really would have mattered. Maybe not. For me, but... Yeah, maybe not. And for me, too, I had heard about the game also, and but I hadn't played Halo. But also, sadly, and I know Destiny 1 was rough at the beginning, but I wish now I would have given it a chance earlier on. But I was like, I was assuming it was way more PvP involved only. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh, from the makers of Halo, that probably turned me off too. I'm like, I don't care. And uh, and then it wasn't until you know a year and change, a year and a couple months afterwards that my wife picked it up for me as a whim for a Christmas present, and then I gave it a chance. Versus, you know, I probably saw it in a Game Informer magazine. Also, I'm like, eh, what's this? Oh well. Right, that's exactly what I mean. It's like it held no interest for me okay. when it was coming out. So it's like, <laughs> okay, if we're if we're going that route, the the fact that it was a bungee game also didn't do anything for me either. Me too. I either I didn't um, see it was a bungee game or or I because I in theory I would have loved it bungee because bungee game bungee made some of the those original Mac games and I. Yeah. Like the company, but I I think I'd forgotten about the company or something. So yeah, yeah, because nothing I, to me. <laughs> I have watched I have watched like an E three, like one of the one of the E threes, and uh, it's like oh Bungie, like oh they did Halo. Okay, cool. I saw the presentation. I'm like okay, this looks pretty cool. Maybe. Um, and it's like oh yeah, you know pre order for beta access, and this time I'm like, yeah, probably not. Um. <laughs> But hilariously, uh, like I said, a friend of mine, like if it wasn't for a friend of mine who had pre-ordered for beta access and they started emailing beta keys, like freaking Oprah, just giving away crap. Um, so my, my friend ended up giving me one. And so we could like all try the beta like as a group of friends. And that's what sold me was the actual gameplay itself once I got into it and like had fun with friends. And so, yeah. Fair. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like <clears throat> going off of that, then yeah, this whole board is like Bungie was like it being a Bungie game was like the least the uh, inspiring thing about the entire package. Right. All right, we better get to this next question. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm please. Running out of time. Um, question from Stubby. Hey, fellas, I'm newbie to the Discord. Yeah, welcome. We saw you come in recently. Welcome aboard. And glad to be here. I've had a spin foil theory about after the oh, final Jesus. shape. And it is oh, not officially getting... Oh, and us not getting the, the official final Darkness subclass. But Echoes has a distinct red color to it. And rumor has it the third and final Darkness subclass is also red. Makes me wonder if that's when we get it. I think it's a brilliant way to kick off episodes... No distractions or side quests during the campaign, and saving everything else for Echoes is a genius idea. What do you guys think? Would probably be a genius idea. I still don't think it's going to happen, though. What do you think, Cato? I mean, it's a, it's a solid idea. Yeah. I, I agree on that part. Not having something extra to do during a campaign would be nice. But um, I don't, I don't see them releasing a new subclass after the expansion like it, it, to me they, they always release the next thing with the expansion well also not just that but also narratively it would be kind of weird to release a new darkness subclass as you're moving away from the light and darkness saga that's pro that's probably yeah good point good point i i was thinking i would agree more with that because i now narratively though now you have me second guessing this <laughs> well, I mean, now I'm not saying we couldn't get a new power. That's possible. 
but I don't think they're going to label it as like the third dark suit uh, subclass. At, at least oh. narratively. At least narratively. You know. But, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. But then I don't know. They could do some cheesy thing like, oh, it's just found out there. No one knew about it. Oh, you I mean, mean it's like, not like strand, right? And it's not yeah. like we're going to be probably losing all our current ones. Do you think? So, for, actually, knows, I did right? want to I did want to mention this last week. Um, the fact that I don't think I, I made a staunch, uh, a rather staunch stance that um, we would be like losing light and dark after Final Shape because you know everything would just collapse in on itself. Mm-hmm. But they made a mention. That of course they mentioned that the raid will be the conclusion of the final shape, right? And like the end of the light and darkness saga, or at least you know the start of the end. But then they went on to mention that after the raid, the pale heart would start, which is of course the area inside the traveler. Mm-hmm. But the pale heart would start to be molded after our memories and experiences. Which leads me to believe that we're not actually potentially losing anything. What if, Uh-oh. like, just tagging onto that, like the end of Final Shape, we get the third subclass by defeating the you know the witness yada yada yada. We get that third darkness subclass. Yeah, but at that point in time, the only thing it could really be is the the power to take. I mean. Maybe there's some weird interaction with, between the witness and the pale heart. And, and, I mean, oh, look, some new power, yay! But also, they didn't they mention that they're not introducing a new subclass in Final Shape. Oh well, yeah, maybe. So I, I guess that's why the speculation think, is maybe it could come. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. at what, the end of it, I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I think they mentioned not wanting to introduce. Anything like a new power in Final Shape? Oh, because it was the focus more... was on. Like, am I crazy? No. What they said on that is they didn't want to have a bunch of new systems in play. Okay. Now that okay, could okay, be okay. too, but they they really just want to focus on um, weapons is kind of the word yeah, they were yeah. using. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Stubby, this brought up a lot of discussion. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, question. I do like it. Would be cool and all, but. Yeah, I do kind of agree. Like, like I said, narratively, I don't think so. And like I said, it's like Kato said, it's normally like the big expansion that normally gets. I mean, it's a buying draw. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like a marketing like thing, you know. Uh, buy the expansion, get the new power, you know. I mean, um, I still love the idea. Don't get me wrong. And I will be pleasantly surprised if they do it, like super pleasantly surprised. But I don't know. We will give you I major shout-outs if it happens. Major <laughs> shout-outs if you call this one. <laughs> like that one guy in the Guardian Down Lord Discord that probably that never responded to my shout-out. And but yeah, but I, but I, I, I pinged him. I, I gave him a shout-out and then his due credit. So, All right. Um, well, there we go. We have our questions. We talked about all the fun stuff this week. This is, this is an interesting time and potentially an amazing time and destiny so essentially uh, terrifying and terrifying that, yes that yes too. the yeah. story yes 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 the, the rise <laughs> of the new witch queen yeah i was reading some of the lore and um 
Kelsey Gray is not happy at all. No, I wouldn't. I'm. I mean, good lord! It's she just thought she was out of the dark future timeline, and then Ares <laughs> pulls this. Like she, she, she breathed like the biggest sigh of relief when we weren't taken over by the darkness. Because oh my god, maybe things can be different now. That's like the entire point of Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. And now Ares does this. <laughs> Yep. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I just want Air, like Elsie to come around and just slap like airs across the back of the head or something. Like, what are you thinking? Ooh, this is wild. What while you guys were talking, I was looking at the tweet. You know that Kato was mentioning mm-hmm. there's a few extra things that are were disabled that they still haven't Wait. added to the twit. I don't think they've added um, more. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the ones you were talking about. But, uh, but, but, but what's interesting is below that. We have a reply. Oh god. DMG 04. You know, not a bungee. Oh anymore. god. And he says, Is there a post that lists all the disabled items? Twid has yet to include these extra ones. And X is not showing posts in chronological chronological order. Have a few few friends asking, would love a resource to send them to. <laughs> that is so funny. DMG responding. And of course he's being super cool and chill about it, but like He's kind of saying, "Come on, guys, put this together on all one your spot of the Twitter." Together. <laughs> that's yeah, that's such a passive aggressive. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see that. It has to be passive aggressive. He no, could I'm, mean it, well intentioned, but I see what you're could. saying too. <laughs> yeah, but that could be like that could easily just be like one of those passive aggressive, like it guys, and like like you know, like get, get get your stuff together. Come on, <laughs> that is just so yeah. funny because. Wait, why is DMG in this thread? Because he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> uh, well, we'll end it with that. Uh, hopefully, you know, but Bungie does a good job communicating generally. But yeah, hopefully they can get this all in line. <laughs> so. As long as it's not patch notes, because they're still having trouble like communicating oh, yeah. patch notes and like Twitch stuff. As long as it's not that, they're doing a very splendid job. They're still having trouble putting things in patch notes, though. I know. I, I've always wondered. I just have no time these days, but should I start my collaborative patch note spreadsheet again with or known issues? Because, yes, some things will get announced in the TWID. Some things will get announced on Twitter X. Some things will get announced just some random person on Reddit saying, you know, like a developer or something. That usually doesn't happen, but you never know. And they don't list everything in once. Oh, some things are on the website, but not everything's on the website. Sometimes they put extra things on TWID in the twigs yeah. so yeah it's still kind of a hot mess so yeah but, all right yeah. well thanks everyone for joining this week um and thanks everyone who is listening live and thanks everyone who's listening on your favorite podcatcher of choice we really appreciate you all and um we're still going because you guys are listening and we're having fun with the game uh i hope yeah. sin is too no he's just busy working <laughs> poor guy Hopefully he'll be poor back guy. next week. Yeah, poor guy for editing this. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, we had two hours ish the first of the season. We're getting hour and forty five ish. But um, sin, if you're listening to this part and didn't skip it, uh, write something <laughs> in the Discord and let us know. Actually, you'll probably hear it because we're very close to the end here. Des, where can people find? Actually, Cato, what do you want to say? Where can people find you if you have anything huh. to say? Uh, Discord. Just at me. I'm somewhere. Uh huh. 
That's all we need to say, yep. right? Yep. Des? Uh, likewise, in the Discord, but uh, also, I have a thing with uh, Gator coming up soon. Um, okay. Can you yeah, announce uh, what that is? Um, I'm still okay, not 100%... I mean, I'm no, I'm just also not 100% sure what it is. So he mentioned something about his help desk thing, and I did an interview with him. So I guess he's farming me for YouTube content. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so be on the lookout for that eventually. Um, so awesome. I'll I'll be able to, we're, yeah, we'll get, like, stuff, you know. You, you'll be notified when that happens, but... Uh, but no, it was a really good like discussion with lore and whatever, uh, and the ongoing joke still goes because I'm still not a guest of GDC. So there you go. Still happening. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I was a guest on GDC before you were a solo guest on GDC? Oh no, I've been a solo guest, but it's been what almost two years since mm. I've been invited back. Mm. Um, and my joke, I think, was. 2024 or 2025 I would be invited back and that is very slowly and surely becoming a reality. Mm. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. So yeah. it's yeah. it just makes it even funnier actually. <laughs> Cuz I made that joke back when me and Gator were like really butting heads. Everyone knows that time. Um <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. So I guess around the time when the, um, me and Burning got like brought into one of the podcasts like by surprise, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I made the joke that it'd be like another year or two before I got invited back, and uh, it's becoming true. So it's even funnier. So yeah, find me on the Discord. I'm there. All right. Yeah, find it. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> Why did I think of that? <laughs> I have no idea. Somehow right. perfect, though. And you can find me mostly inside playing Destiny uh, as Kingsley Mac. All the places. Uh, maybe on Blue Sky more. I'm kind of liking that platform, but until they open it, I can't recommend it because it's only invite-only right now. But nonetheless, you can find information about our show, information about our Discord. Please join that. And our podcast. You know, you're listening to it now, but um, all the different places you can subscribe to it. Recommend us to a friend. Please recommend us to a friend. Please that review happens us also. To, that happens to also play Destiny, or else they're going to look at you really weird whenever they start listening to us. We have gotten Just a lot of recommendations recently. We've had new people joining the Discord that have told me that, and I've been recommending it to some people in another general talk Discord that I'm in. That surprisingly, I'm running across a few, quite a few players that play Destiny, and I'm like, hey, I have a podcast and a Discord. So some of those names that have been coming in recently are people that I've recommended, but they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, so a bunch of those random pop-ins. Okay, gotcha. I do want to give a shout-out to um, Sweaty Spooks and some ideas that we've had. We need to do a better job of promoting the um, Owl Sector Alliance. And, yeah. Um, I am way down for that, and um, basically how this is going to go today is I'm going to list all the, um, uh, pull this up here, make sure I don't get it wrong, all the and, uh, groups, all the podcasts in the Al Sector yeah. Alliance. Okay. And 
just in case you're like under a rock and asking what is the Owl Sector Alliance? Well, these are basically podcasts we're like super friendly with and we're trying to collaborate with because a community that is conjoined uh, between a bunch of different communities makes a stronger community and makes everything better for everyone. That's true. And thank you for saying that, Des. I would have even forgotten to say that. I mean, yes, this is... <laughs> we're friendly. We try to promote each other. We... If... You know, we all have different discords, and many of us, maybe most of us, are all in these different discords, and um, they all have different kind of vibes that, you know, you know, maybe you like another podcast better than another. No worries, we don't care, but we're all friendly with everyone, and we're all part of this same Owl Sector Alliance, which also means that's that Raidbot LFG system that we use, the 100.io. We are mm-hmm. all in that same group also. But what are the five... Groups, you may ask. Well, of course, us, the Guardian Hub. You also have Guardian Downcast. You've heard uh, names such as Gator mentioned and Hazel. You have Two Titans and a Hunter. Great guys over there. You have Potato Thumbs Podcast. They've been around forever. They've been around the longest, I think, of all of us in the Owl Sector Alliance. And uh, we're like, why? Obviously, you know, you guys are friends. You're in here too. And then newest group speaking of sweaty spooks and native raider the blueberry lounge great great people there great people yeah and if you just want to know how to find all these podcasts if you forgot the names i just mentioned you don't have to rewind you can go to destinypodcasts.com we're all listed at the top there you go but if you want to i kind of got sidetracked but hey where can you find all the fun stuff about us? Our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Kato. Sin's just out. We'll just have Kato as the host from now on. We'll catch yeah. you all again next week. Have a good one. Later. Bye. As long as I don't have to edit. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. Okay, Sin, we need right, you still. Here. We love you. Yeah, send, send your pack in. You're back in. You're back. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Rewind. Okay, this better be in the after show. <laughs> right. Better be.